0: Guys, hello and welcome back to Mommy JoJo Uncut Mojo Injection, Episode Forty Three. I'm JoJo Fraser, and I'm here to hook up your mojo this week to give you some kind of inspiration, motivation to make you think, to challenge you. We're all about real, honest talk here to remove all stigma of mental health because we all have a mind which can challenge us and make life really difficult. Um, And we also, you know, self-development is really important for us. So I think every single episode I want to open up discussions with my amazing guests that can really get you thinking about ways you want to develop your life because I honestly have been hooked on all things self-development for years because I think it's just exciting. It breaks life up a bit. If we get too bogged down by the routine it can be really bad for our mojo actually and slowly but surely we start to see the warning signs there and um, yeah I'm fascinated by all this stuff so keep tuning in keep rating us guys appreciate every single star that you can leave each week to help us find other people that may need a little bit of a mojo hookup and yeah just loving this loving this so this week I have the lovely Elvira I love that name Um, Elvira is all about minimalism and self-development okay so she is a coach you can find her at soul stories by Elvira and she coaches people on how to declutter their life and she said to me you know it's not decluttering it's not just for the house we've got emotional mental spiritual decluttering all this stuff that we talk about today and it's fascinating I was loving this conversation. I was making the odd note thinking, right, I'm gonna remember that. And I just think she's an amazing person is from Sweden, and she brings a lot of the cultural influences there to, to, to this discussion. And I've just absolutely loved it, and I know that you will too. So thank you for being here. Hope you've had a great week. I am settling back into the UK slowly after being away. Um, I've been treating myself to some early nights. Um, and scheduling an exercise because it slipped for a couple of weeks and i know right i know i'm a better person when i exercise i know my mind feels better i know my body feels better and some of you will say to me on instagram stories oh i hate seeing you do those workouts too because it makes me feel like bad but then some of you love it and you'll say it encourages you to do it what i want to do is just be brutally honest with you and i know sometimes we can't make time for exercise it feels impossible But I know when I do try that bit harder some weeks And I do make the time for my exercise I do feel so much better It's as simple as that So I want to try and be a bit stricter with myself And get the balance right And put my sessions in like I would an appointment Um, I'm not going to cancel an appointment So why should I cancel something that's really going to help my physical and mental health Um, So yeah, it's been a good week for exercise You can hold me accountable I'll try and keep it up Um, but yes, thank you for being here guys. Elvira, um, I've been reading a new book all about happiness and she arrived at the podcast cycling. So I know she gets this thing on movement and why it's good for us. Um, so yes, happy days. Right. Thank you guys. Let's get into this discussion. Enough rambling from me. This is a really, really, really good episode. So enjoy it. Elvira. Elvira. Vera, our Swedish decluttering coach. Um, welcome. Thank you. Thank you for coming. I met you at the Pinky event that I was speaking at in January, a um, uh, networking night, and we just started chatting about decluttering and the work you do. And the first thing I said, right, you need to come on the podcast. Let's talk about this more. <laughs> Let's share your knowledge and your passion. So I thought today it would be nice to talk about um, decluttering the home, decluttering our emotional, mental, social, because you're passionate about decluttering all yeah. aspects of our life. Yeah. So how did you get into this? Because you're from Sweden. You've been here living in Edinburgh for how long?
1: Uh, six months now.
0: Six months. So yeah. you're fairly new to the city. Yeah. Um, and we pronounce your name better than the Americans. So yes. <laughs> we say Elvira, which is nice name inspiration if you're thinking, ladies. Um or guys, you know, if you have more of a say in the relationship. But they pronounce it Elvira oh, a lot yeah. of them. Please don't. <laughs> right, so Elvira, we've got it nailed in Edinburgh. If you're listening in America, it's Elvira, not Elvira. <laughs> um, so how did you get into this and what
1: brought you here? You mean minimalism then? Because yeah. essentially I think decluttering is about having a minimalist mindset. Okay. And I have different stories here but i think uh, it all comes from originally decluttering my home because i when i was in my early 20s i moved every few months and i had to pack my things up unpack uh, move them unpack i just kept confronting my clutter so often that i became sick of it and i I, you know some of these things just ended up under my bed in storage space and i just realized this is not this is just weighing me down Mm -hmm. um and I know, for example, have you watched this Netflix series the with the Marie Kondo?
0: Yes, I got Hubs and I to watch it one night. He was like, why do I want to watch this? And it was yeah. a, actually after chatting to you. And uh, he started saying, oh, if you could do that, that would be really good. Yes. Because he's more minimalist than I am. I'm quite an, a, a gushy person, mm-hmm. so I keep old love letters. I keep, you know... Um, a lot of art from the kids. Mm-hmm. I keep like the last birthday card my gran gave me um the first card my dad gave me when he was well again. Do you know what I mean? I'm yeah,
1: quite uh, a sentimental hoarder, uh, maybe. Yes, <laughs> I have an emotional hoarder. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. So anyway, I discovered Marie Kondo's book years and years ago. I don't know how, but it blew my mind, and Mm -hmm. the way she talks about her belongings, it's, uh, yeah, you confront everything you own one thing at a time, and you ask yourself whether that makes you happy or serves you in any way, Mm -hmm. and I just, it really resonated with me, so Mm -hmm. I decided to do that with every single one of my belongings, and that was one journey. Uh, I started training this muscle Not Yeah, so not only did I get rid of like 75% of my belongings, Mm. I started training this muscle of making decisions and I thought to myself, if this works with my physical clutter, why don't I just apply this um, mindset to every area of my life? And Mm. yeah, that's how it started.
0: I love that. (laughs) Thank you. I love that. So did you feel a sense of freedom after it?
1: Yeah, I don't know what happened. I think my, my... so yeah, this is another part of the story. I I I randomly ran into this uh, keynote speaker at a book fair that I had no idea about, and he was a digital nomad. And he told he he spoke about how he had just sold everything except the things he could carry on his back. He bought a van that he lived in for years, and I I just I became miserable because that's the life I wanted. Um, what was your question again? Wow. <laughs>
0: just yeah, the the sense of freedom.
1: Yeah, so. I started thinking that if I declutter my life I will I will feel freer because everything mental clutter emotional clutter social clutter physical clutter everything weighs us down yeah. so by decluttering I felt so free I I think I became richer economically as well because things cost yes <laughs> and I just got better relationships I, I got I, I felt integrity as well as a person mm-hmm. because I'm, I started making my own decisions I stopped living on autopilot.
0: Okay so you were really conscious about what brought joy into your life yeah. not not what other people perhaps wanted you to wear or, or um, do or things like that yeah. it was purely your
1: truth? Yeah okay. so one of my Biggest issues in life. I have named this the big sister syndrome because I am the oldest of three siblings Uh, I've always had a very easy time in school. So I I always wanted to perform very well and people have often encouraged my achievements and they have rewarded me and I noticed that society is very achievement based as well. Mm -hmm. So I became an overachiever. I'm also a Virgo, which makes me a perfectionist. Oh, so I'm a Virgo too. yeah. Yes. <laughs> so you can relate to this maybe. This oh, I can. perfectionist mindset. And eventually I realized that with my social relationships was that I started to take responsibility for everyone because I'd done it for my brothers my entire life. Mm-hmm. And I just started attracting all these people who needed my support and help. Mm-hmm. And yeah... Uh, So, that was unsustainable and that, you know, being an overachiever but also feeling responsible for everybody in your life's happiness, I don't think that's very, I don't think that's a recipe for feeling like you live a fulfilled life.
0: It's really hard and I, I'm the same and I, I was chatting on my mindfulness course the other night about this and we have this these different parts of our brain so we have the, the fear side so yeah. all the anxiety and everything and that keeps us alive in doses but I always had a little bit more of it growing up mm-hmm. and I can see that was from my parents mm-hmm. and I know why, I understand trying to unpick why they were scared. I mean, mum grew up, her dad went to war, then my dad lost his eyesight at 19. So we had these big events that they had to deal with. So, no wonder anxiety levels were high. Um, so, there's that fear side of the brain, but then there's the um, the drive side. And I found, certainly over the past few years, especially with things going so well, taking off in the work that I've been doing. Mm-hmm. My mind was in overdrive with the drive because you get addicted to, oh, this is going well. Yes. So your, your creative side of your brain's just g- going for it. Yeah. But then there's this other side, um, which is the kind of comfort, mm-hmm. the self care, the minimalizing your life, yeah. stepping back and going, right, that kind of cozy. Mm -hmm. Uh, So so I find myself really drawn towards things like fires and water Mm -hmm. and really natural things. And and, um, don't get me wrong, I still like certain things, but there's not loads and loads and loads and loads of them.
1: Right. It's very interesting that you mention nature because if you don't know what minimalism is and if you want to live a more sustainable life and prevent yourself from getting burnt out by being so overwhelmed... I've learned to look at nature because nature is telling us how we work as well and Mm. or how we can just, yeah, if you look at how uh, the seasons of nature, Mm -hmm. we have seasons within us as well and they happen every day or every day is cyclical, every month, especially for us women. Oh,
0: Uh, Oh, that's a whole podcast in itself. I mean, there's a few days a month Mm. I just have to remind Scott, especially, poor hubs, just don't really come near me for a few (laughs) days.
1: Well, (laughs) there we go. So we have the seasons within us and uh, all the animals follow them as well. We can look at the moon. We are very affected by the moon. And yeah, this is something I'm... I'm, Yeah, that's another podcast actually because I'm really into this as well.
0: The moon I mean, mum always says, and I've written articles on the full moon and the super moon, um... And mum always said as a primary school teacher, Mm. there's something in the air with these kids when the moon is, you know, doing certain Mm. things. There's absolutely no denying the power of nature and our mental health Mm. and our mood. So,
1: Wow, yeah, yeah, yeah. it it is obvious. (laughs) If you're open to this, I guess, because I never thought about it before, but once I opened my eyes, I could see it very clearly and I could Mm -hmm. feel it.
0: (laughs) Yeah, it's funny that, because some people would still say this stuff's a bit woo-woo and out there, but I mm. think, as Eckhart Tolle, he would say, you know, the new age, the new earth, we are embracing all of this stuff a lot mm. more, you know, we're, we're seeing the power of nature, we're seeing the power mm. of mindfulness, decluttering, there's a lot of trends, it's all yeah. moving in the right direction, Yeah, which yeah. is exciting.
1: It is, yeah.
0: So talk to me a bit more about this then, because... So you've got the decluttering, the home, and and, hmm. and that side of things. But what about the emotional side of it? Were you on a bit of a journey there to declutter?
1: Yes. Um, to me, the emotion... So everything... So I work in a very holistic way, and I do think that decluttering one area will affect the other ones immensely, and I've noticed mm-hmm. that as well. And a lot of my clients... I, I can see it very much in my clients. So... The emotional side of it is harder to work on, obviously, because when we declutter our homes, we can see it. We see mm-hmm. the clutter, but what when we have to feel something? How do we feel that we have clutter in our brains? Basically, mm-hmm. how do we and how do we um, acknowledge that what we think mm-hmm. is clutter? It's really hard, actually. So there are there are many tools to to work on this, of course. Um, one is to ask yourself, what keeps you up at night? Mm-hmm. And whatever thoughts you get there is, to me, a uh, clutter.
0: What keeps you up at night? So, decluttering the mind, for me, what keeps me awake at night, would be partly excitement of content ideas. Mm. So what do I do with that?
1: <sighs> this is the hard part, because the essence of minimalism is to keep whatever makes you happy and what serves you. Mm-hmm. So this would be something that is does it serve you? Does it make you happy to have these thoughts?
0: Yes, but I would rather have a better night's sleep and then be yeah. creative at the right time. Right. It could be partly as well because I'm time short at the moment mm-hmm. because I'm still juggling childcare some mornings. Mm-hmm. Um little one starts school, so I've got Bonnie at school, Charlie starts school next and this year, summer. So I'm in this period where I'm juggling a bit of that. Mm -hmm. I'm trying to keep the house in okay form. It's Mm -hmm. not a show show home by any means, but I'm trying Mm -hmm. to clear up as I go. And then the emails are coming in, and Mm -hmm. Sundays I'm like, ah, you just get email (laughs) after email, and then I'm writing and I'm I'm doing podcasts, which I love, Mm -hmm. so I love my work, but it's it's very chaotic and there's Mm. not a lot of downtime. And I've started prioritizing downtime more this year, but I've not resolved the problem of busyness. Mm. And I think a lot of us struggle with that because if you've got a family, you've got commitments, you've got a job, it's very hard to
1: cut that list down. Mm. Decluttering your schedule, there we go. Uh (laughs) So why do you think these thoughts come to you when you're about to fall asleep?
0: I, perhaps it's because I am time conscious so at night I'm still in bed so I have mm. time to think or yeah but sometimes it was coming in my dreams mm. um, it was really really bad at the start of the year but since practicing more mindfulness that's helped mm. I don't know if it was overwhelm or mm. just trying to fit it in I'm not sure
1: so when you get an idea at night what do you do with that idea
0: -hmm. Kind of mull it over and then, yeah, it's not like I can. I don't get out like sometimes if I really can't sleep, I will just get up, Mm -hmm. get the notepad, and start writing. But I try to just sleep through it, Mm -hmm. so it's almost like a lighter form of sleep when I'm aware Mm -hmm. of the thoughts and the ideas around work, but it's not that kind of really Mm -hmm. quality deep sleep.
1: So, what would happen if you? made it a habit to always write these things down would you maybe let them go or would you keep thinking about them Mm, so write them down more at periods in the day no to actually when you're laying down trying to sleep and you get this idea instead of keep thinking about it um, you would or elaborate on it would actually write it down in your notebook that you would obviously have very near your pillow
0: yeah I guess then it's putting the light on waking Scott yeah. up it's all these things so. right.
1: okay yeah <laughs> it's kind of hard to remove positive clutter mm-hmm. I find that a struggle myself because I uh, tend to have a lot of creative blocks mm-hmm. uh, during the day and I also struggle with making time so it, it feels kind of mean to yourself to also block them out when they come up at night, Uh um, I guess for me, I would probably assign myself, maybe I would set uh, 15 minutes as a creative meditation before Mm. actually laying down and going to sleep Mm. to allow myself to just let these thoughts flow.
0: Mm -hmm, I like that. You do, yeah. 15 minutes creative meditation. Because if you're going to
1: think about those things for more than 15 minutes anyway and not fall asleep you might as well assign or have that as an active time mm-hmm. um, there's also a risk when you create habits in bed you know yeah. um, because then you're conditioning laying down in bed with so many different things that are not sleeping yes yeah I've noticed in my life at least okay. uh, I don't do anything in my bedroom except sleep no. okay so you, yeah. you keep your phone out the room I I have it as an alarm clock but it's
0: far away from my bed. Mhm. Because there was research, um, and I've been reading up on this, about if we are on the screens too late or we're on our phone then the quality of our sleep will be yes. significantly impacted yeah, yes. so yeah. partly it could be to do with that if I've, been, if I've had to work at night yeah. and cram it in and then I've not had the time to unwind. Mm. Um, it's definitely improved but it's been on my mind because sometimes Mm -hmm. I do it crops up again so I I think there'll be people listening that and I speak to people all the time about this that Mm -hmm. they have this kind of positive clutter so it's things they want to do but then there's also negative clutter Mm -hmm. so worrying about anything really what would you say to people that have that issue at night in bed?
1: That can be very different um I have, I'm working a lot with teachers at the moment mm-hmm. who are either they have been burnt out or they are on their way of being burnt out. Mm-hmm. They feel responsible for their families, for their friends, mm-hmm. for all their students, for the parents of the students. They don't disconnect. They don't set boundaries. Um, a lot of what keeps them up at night is feeling that they're not finished. They keep planning their next day. They keep... Giving themselves a hard time for not accomplishing things but most of all they go through classes during the day where things went wrong just imagining what if I had done it this way then mm-hmm. it would have turned out that way why didn't I why didn't I say this to that very troubled child yeah they keep going through these scenarios that happened as if they could redo them mm-hmm. so working on Mindset is really important for me with my clients. I want to get to the bottom with what is causing this. We work a lot with setting boundaries. Okay. Yeah. Um, a lot with self-respect and integrity. Okay. Um. Obviously, there. Those those are big projects for these people. Um, yeah. Of and course. they are very low on energy and very overwhelmed in general. But we take small steps. Uh huh. Obviously, it's very different depending on the, the case, but. Mm yeah
0: I like that though boundaries so being really strict and setting yourself those boundaries yeah. to say you know if there's f- if the brain's overcluttered with mm. fear and drive, drive wanting to do more and you've not got that time so when you say boundaries do you mean for self care or
1: um so in this example again, these people have a very hard time saying no to to friends who want to hang out even though they are absolutely exhausted. They might have a, re- a relationship in their family that is draining them. They have students that need extra attention, but they also allow parents to call them at night right. or get in touch with them, email them. They feel that they're expected to answer emails 24-7 from other uh, colleagues, from their bosses, or from parents. Mm-hmm. And That's these are, these are limiting beliefs about what p pe- so you have built up this belief that you need to be available for all these people at all times, mm-hmm. but you're not available to yourself at all, yeah, so setting boundaries is about realizing what you can actually what you have control over mm-hmm. um that doesn't really have any actual consequences okay uh, rather than they they obviously have a lot of positive consequences for. Uh, for them, but that, then I also want them to identify what positive consequences that can have for all the other people involved as well.
0: Uh-huh. Boundaries,
1: I think, are very healthy.
0: Uh, I like, I love that. Be yeah. available to yourself. Yeah. Um, and I've said this a few times that I, you know, when at the end of a year you think about things that you would want to do the next yeah. day, not necessarily re- New Year's resolutions, but mm. just you reflect on what went well and what yeah. didn't and the the thing that kept coming up for me was to say no a bit more mm. and it's very, very hard for certain roles. Certainly mm. um, you know, teachers or well, you could, I could probably think of so many now. Mm. Um and people whose jobs are online, who get constant messages yeah. across so many different channels. I mean for me I get messages on LinkedIn, uh Facebook, Instagram feeds, um comments, Gmail mm. My website and um, it's just, it's impossible sometimes mm. to keep on top but then you think oh that person's going to be, oh I've offended and then you could just be spiralling because you go mm. well I've offended probably about 50 people today yeah. Um. and one thing I would say to people is don't take it personally but it's very easy to say that, oh don't take it personally yeah. if someone doesn't um reply to your email or don't take it personally if a friend doesn't want to see you
1: yeah.
0: um, because they're tired and they're putting the self first yeah. but we have this mind that has an ego, which...
1: I was going to say, it, it is the ego that wants to feel needed and mm-hmm. wants to feel like, oh, I am actually making a difference. I'm changing these people's lives. I, I'm you know irreplaceable for them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but we're not. Mm-hmm. A lot of people actually have other people around them that maybe we with our presence, we are not allowing these people to help those people or uh-huh. for them to help themselves. Yes. so actually um, one of the things that you can do is set a goal in relationships then that how you want your relationships to be who what kind of people do you want to surround yourself with and whenever you get into a situation where for example yeah somebody's pulling you and you can you can think will this will me saying yes uh, bring me closer to this goal of you know, having these people around me, and I, I find setting goals, these kind of goals that are not like, I want to achieve this, but rather I want to feel this, I want to have these kind of experiences in my life, mm-hmm. uh, as guidelines to how you make decisions, and mm-hmm. yeah, I was also going to say that, um, about boundaries, that it's about being a gatekeeper as well, mm-hmm. uh, once you've decluttered your life and gotten rid of all these Excess things that you don't need, or people, um, and feelings and thoughts, you have to be the best gate- gatekeeper you can, and one of the tools is to learn how to say no, to set boundaries. Mm-hmm. It's so beautiful to me to think that I have. Integrity. It's just so beautiful to me to think that I have integrity enough to decide who I let into my core, um, who I spend my time and energy on, and. Also, yeah, knowing that it will impact everybody around me in a very positive way.
0: Mm -hmm. I really like that. It's you have the power. Mm -hmm. We all have the power, but it's really, really hard. And I'm sure it's a process Mm -hmm. um, which you'll be helping a lot of people with. Um, So can you talk to us a little bit about that process and how we get full control with that?
1: Yeah, so I can actually use myself as a very good example because this uh, being this big sister in my entire life, I've, I've had to deal with this. And even as I was, I think I was 21 when I burnt out and was because of completely different reasons, mm-hmm. I had no energy for anything, but I still ended up putting all I had into the relationships that didn't give me back at all what I was giving to them. Mm-hmm. I think at that time I was surviving on, I don't know, coffee and survival mode. Mm-hmm. anyway yeah so there is a process that I take my clients through from realizing that they need to declutter their social relationships mm-hmm. to when they feel like they actually have full control over um, who they're inviting into their lives and who they're spending time and energy on mm-hmm. so the first step is obviously to realize that this is what needs to happen mm-hmm. and that it's going to take some time it's going to take it's hard mm-hmm. for me Dealing with relationships is the hardest because other people are involved. Mm-hmm. It's very hard to confront that. So realizing that. And then um, I what I did was actually what I do to almost all my areas of my life when I declutter is I make some kind of or my special version of a mind map. So I always put my name in the middle of a paper and then I, I make a circle around it and then I make another circle outside of that another circle. Mm-hmm. So what is closest to my name that circle is my core mm-hmm. and then the next circle it that that would be my my friends. So the first is the core friends and family. Mm-hmm. The next circle is my just friends Mm -hmm. the circle after that would be acquaintances and outside of the last circle would be just you know people who are in my life but yeah we don't have a specific relationship so I write everybody down they I place everybody in my life in that circle Mm -hmm. and I look at it and I see so when I did that back years ago uh, I which I also revisit once in a while to see that I keep myself on track so what I saw there around my name was people that I I got a shock because I was thinking why do I let these people into my core why am I spending more time and energy on them when I have soul friends who are basically in my friend zone right now Mm -hmm. Uh, because I yeah so I do this based on time and energy that I spend on people okay Uh, and then I I just got a shock because obviously that was in, in big need to organize so the pattern here is also to uh, organized as you would do in your home okay yeah so I used the same kind of steps for my home as I do for everything else basically mm-hmm. yeah so I needed to um, set goals on how to kind of move these people painfully out of my core mm-hmm. but what happened then was that not only did I get energy boosts uh, I also allowed people in their lives to maybe and I didn't take up space in their lives either anymore. Uhhuh, okay. Okay. Uh, because obviously I did waste their time as well. Oh, okay. Uh, but then what was amazing was that I already uh, all of a sudden had space and time for my uh, really good friends to nourish those relationships. Mm-hmm. But I also found people in my you know acquaintance circle that I find super inspirational and that I'm a little bit intimidated by because they're so cool. Yeah. And I started. Bringing them closer and closer to my core.
0: Okay. Yeah. Right. So what I
1: did was basically I just uh, reorganized everything. Right. <laughs> it's very abstract, but it works if you write things down. Uh huh. Yeah. So, one once I did this and I realized that I was running myself with people who were giving me the same things back that I was giving them energy wise. Mm-hmm. They were people who not only let me grow, they also encouraged my growth, they weren't scared to hold, you know to that we were going to grow apart or anything they just let me grow, they supported it Um, yeah um, and I felt like I wanted to meet everybody, it wasn't this, you know, schedule of of people on a list that felt like obligations, I wanted to meet every single one of those people I love that, and now I have this integrity and I work so much on being the gatekeeper, okay. who do I let into my core? Uh-huh. Who are allowed into my life, but not into my core? You know. Yeah. You. It was interesting
0: you said people that let me grow. So is that an indication of a toxic person in our life? Someone that holds us back, like a mood hoover kind of thing.
1: Yeah. So the for me, draining people or draining relationships are relationships with people. Yeah, who don't. I don't know let me grow for some reason it might be because they're not growing and they there's jealousy involved it might be that they're scared that we will grow apart it might mm-hmm. be oh I don't know I honestly don't know but I feel there's no space for me to grow mm-hmm. I feel a little bit stuck or I felt
0: because do you think some people don't grow because they know it would impact their relationship and they're worried about relationships ending
1: I honestly don't know because I don't work that way really I'm so happy when people around me grow and Mm -hmm. I obviously being a coach I love to help people grow as well Mm -hmm. so I I don't know how to answer that question what do you think
0: Uh, it's a hard one because growth is such a personal thing and I even found with hubs last last year I mean he's growing in different ways Mm. But we were growing in different ways for, for self-development, mm-hmm. and I just felt I had a massive year of growth last year. And there were certain things he didn't like about... When I say the new me, mm-hmm. I mean, I'm still who I am, but, mm-hmm. you know, I, I developed in certain things. I would perhaps get a little feistier in the sense mm-hmm. that I would fight more. I'd pick my battles, yes. but I'd fight more for what I really wanted mm-hmm. because I had more... Appreciation and was showing myself more love. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, you see some relationships that there's normally a slightly more dominant character. So, mm. there's uh, the the ones that I know that have lasted, there seems to be uh, not a stereotype, but there is a pattern somewhere, and it might mm. work for some people that there's a laid, more laid back person yeah. and a sort of diva type. Mm. So, I was chatting to a friend the other day, and she can be a bit of a diva, and her husband's really laid back. And I said, oh, that's a bit like me and Scott. I'm a bit more laid back in certain things. And she said, yeah, I could never be married to Scott because they would clash. So, yeah, there's probably an element of that when people Mm. change, you know, that Mm. you you have to really compromise more.
1: Yeah, I guess. But there's also having faith that a relationship will last through that as well. Mm -hmm. I guess for me, uh, in my past, I've discovered patterns where uh, people in my life who are stuck at the moment very miserable with everything and feeling maybe that they're living a very passive life but they don't really know where they don't have energy to change where they don't know that they want it yet maybe mm-hmm. they're questioning my decisions as you just mentioned also uh, that I, I felt very defensive meeting them because I had to keep defending who I was who I was becoming and my choices in general I have been asked um for example I've been asked why are you so happy all the time? Why should I have to defend being happy? Yeah, that's
0: weird. Yeah, it's funny I used to get that in school yeah. all the time yeah. and I was really embarrassed. Mm. Oh, I'm the smiley one and <laughs> um be like give me a break, you know. Um but people don't they get suspicious, mm. don't they? Like why are you what's mm. up with you? What are you ask?
1: Yeah. <laughs> I guess because they're not moving forward, mm-hmm. they might feel that they want to keep us there too because they don't want to lose us or they don't want to feel like they're left behind. yeah I don't know I don't want to to assume too much because yeah I, I think it's hard it's like anything
0: though so if there's people that are really gossiping mm-hmm. about people and then you say well I don't know. I'd rather chat about other things like mm-hmm. exciting things that we're up to or whatever I don't want to just engage in that Mm -hmm. you know and then people oh no you know and then it makes them think all right okay because I've been there in the past and Mm. I think it's eh, when you can be honest with people and just tell them to their face or if if there's not a way to do that then you do Mm. perhaps have to distance yourself a little bit if they're draining you and they're not making you feel good because they might not even realize that they are being manipulative or they're being sneaky or they might just think no it's just there's nothing wrong with what no. I'm doing. But if you feel that sense of, oh, this is just a bit exhausting, yeah, then step away. So
1: when you declutter, you don't have to completely remove somebody from your life, like mm-hmm. cut the cords, never speak to them again. That's not how you have to do You don't have to treat them like, you know, trash. Mm-hmm. But you can reorganize. Maybe they can be in your life, but they don't have to be your closest, closest friend that you go to oh. every time there is something that happened or, or especially they will come to you. You don't have to let them. They could... They could end up being your acquaintance that you could meet once a year to catch um, up.
0: Yeah, you know? And that's hard though because sometimes you genuinely do feel really busy and yeah. some of my friends that I adore, I don't see that often oh. and then I have had some say, oh, we should make more effort, it's not good enough. But I felt like, certainly last year, a friend had said that we need to make more effort, you know, mm. it's not good enough and I was thinking, I just don't know how I can though. I'm no. so overwhelmed with everything, you know, young mm. kids and blah, 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 and the book and the podcast and, it was just a busy year. um. So I think you have to call that on each stage in your life yeah. when you can make the time to mm. do these things. um. And if you can do it around kids or if you can do it, you know, some people don't have childcare and it depends, mm. some friends. There's probably a bit of a thing there when people move on and they have families, then some don't and then mm. there's a bit of a clash because it's such a change in your life and yeah. you don't really understand till you've been through it, how much your life changes and then people say why can't you just make an effort and you go because i'm so exhausted (laughs) Um, so
1: what would be one of your goals with relationships in life what do you how do you want to feel in your relationships
0: um i just want to have fun Mm. you know um be really honest be accepted so there was I was out a few weeks ago and someone kept saying to me, Oh, are you okay? Like, you don't see me yourself. And I was just being quite chilled. And I was mm. like, yeah, I'm totally fine. I'm just chilling. Mm. It was almost like they were saying, oh, get up and dance on the tables. And I've had a few drinks, so I was a bit like, I'm just chilling. I'm actually fine. I don't have to be mm. dancing and singing all the time. And I guess when I do that a lot with work, which is great... I love dancing and singing, but sometimes I do just want to be still and calm. Mm -hmm. So when you're challenged that way, you know, I just want it to be relaxed and and accepted whatever state I'm in.
1: Mm. So if you use this as some kind of North Star for Mm. when you make decisions socially... Do you think that would help you, remembering these words Mm -hmm. every time somebody asks, do you want to come for this, do you want to come for, oh, there's an event going on about this and that. Mm -hmm. Do you think it would be easier for you to make a decision, yes or no, if you knew, like, this is how I want to feel, will this event make me feel this way, Mm -hmm.
0: for example. That's a great idea, so you could put things that really boost you, Because I remember saying to someone, I just want to have fun. I don't want drama. I yeah. just want to have fun. I don't want to be constantly picked at or told I'm a certain way or, um, yeah. So I, I, I think I would say fun, you know, laughter, mm. acceptance, you know, accepting all of my sides, mm. you know. So. Yeah, I, I think it's important, important that people accept everyone's different sides and you can just be relaxed you know
1: yeah that is actually a very very beautiful um, goal to have with the relationships I think and I don't know have you ever heard of Jomo the joy of missing out yeah Yeah, I love it so much just owning the fact that saying no will allow you so many other things it opens a lot of doors as well you're not missing out on anything if you don't want to do it Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah, yeah, you're not missing out on it and uh, you can't be everywhere. And I I gave a talk recently, I was saying it was the talk that I met you actually, Mm. I was speaking about um Jomo and FOMO and ambiverts, you know, Mm. so you don't have to pigeonhole yourself in an introvert or an extrovert. We can be both. Mm. And it's actually good to have a little bit of both. Yeah. Um because if I say, Oh, I'm just anxious and I'm an introvert and I, people really drain me and you, you tell yourself that story then mm-hmm. if you do want to go to something sometimes and see people because mm-hmm. we do need to see people we need to connect yeah. there's that balance between having the jomo and really chilling yeah. but also saying right i don't want to become a robot i want to know how to communicate with people yeah um so i think that's important too Mm. So, it's just not telling yourself these stories, is it? Yeah,
1: because we we, we are who we are. Like, we are who we tell ourselves we are. If we want to change a habit, we can't if we're defining ourselves in a certain way that won't allow that. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, the balance is so important. And also, FOMO can be used in a constructive way. Mm -hmm. If if you feel jealousy, it might hint where you want to be, really. Mm -hmm. Um, But then it's about instead of letting that make you, you know, paralyzing you, you should take that
0: step then <laughs> yeah and <go> there. yeah <laughs> I like that yeah I think for me my thing at the moment is I, I get FOMO of learning so I, mm. I just love self-development so much so if there's a course or there's an event and I'm like oh I really want to mm. go what with that Um, that's probably an obsession with content <laughs> and, and wanting to learn so that I can pass on to others yeah. and um and self-development as well. It's always been something I've been really interested in, mm. becoming like a better version. Mm. Um, and, and not to say, when you say becoming a better version, it's not to say we're not happy with traits that we have. Of course not. But there's always, do you believe there's always room to grow?
1: There, yes, yeah, definitely. And I want to grow daily mm-hmm. in some way, just mm-hmm. something, something small. Mm-hmm. I want to change every single day, or make feel successful that I've accomplished something every single day. And accomplishing doesn't have to be you know me achieving something that others will approve of. It can also be something that means a lot to me.
0: Yes. You know? So it doesn't have to be you know a status thing. Oh like, no, no. <laughs> um, it could just be something like tackling a drawer. or it could be anything.
1: Or realizing that you said no to something that maybe last week you would have said yes to, Mm -hmm. and you're so proud of yourself for saying no, and then all of a sudden you can, um, you can have, I don't know, lean the bathtub instead.
0: Mm. (laughs) Yes, yes, I like that. I like that. That's important. Mm. So, this is all really, really useful, and I think people are going to get a lot from it. I think it would be good to touch. Um, on decluttering with kind of social media and uh, digital declutter. What's mm-hmm. your thoughts? To, does that come up a lot in your sessions?
1: or? Well, yes, because I think that the, our, our lives are so digital, so no mm-hmm. matter what area we're dealing with in my sessions, mm-hmm. there will be aspects that are about social medias and uh, just scrolling the internet in general Mm -hmm. um people who live a very passive life or people who are not making a lot of conscious decisions Mm -hmm. tend to in my in my reality um also mindlessly use social medias Mm -hmm. for scrolling so it's not only about wasting time it's also about feeding yourself with these Ideas that everybody is having a, a better time. Everybody's succeeding slightly more than you. Mm-hmm. People are more efficient than you. Ah, mm-hmm. oh, it's just so much, and it's a deep dark hole. Mm-hmm. You can you don't have to stop scrolling Facebook if you don't want to. There mm-hmm. will always be more, and the algorithms are working in a way so that they have they know what keeps you there.
0: So, right. Yeah.
1: So they they publish they they publish content for you that. N- they know will keep you,
0: yeah, so, they want to keep you on as long yeah, as possible,
1: yeah, ah, oh, yeah, there's so much to say about digital clutter, um I don't even know where to start. Mm-hmm. How do you feel about your social media usage and your internet usage?
0: It's been better this year because I need to practice what I preach, so I still okay. I spoke on the radio the other week about digital um how I have a digital detox, and oh, I was saying. Half a day minimum over the weekend, mm. so the phones away. A full day if I can. Mm. I do get a bit overwhelmed when I check, and I've got all the messages. But I just have to yeah. be strict and say I mm-hmm. can't do it all. And hopefully, people won't take it personally. But if no. they do, it's not my fault. No. Um, they need to deal with the ego. Mm. <laughs> yes. Um, so I do that. Um. Yeah, and sometimes, like, I'll go onto Facebook just to see like family and friends updates, mm. and I'll try and like things and stuff because you sort of think, oh, that's nice. Mm. But then I have to stop myself because once you start liking something, then you think, oh, I've liked that, I should like that, I should like that. (laughs) Um, So I just have to pull myself, I have to Mm. check myself and I'm I'm tracking. So my usage was down 25% last week and the week before. But I was saying to hubs, like my job is on my phone as well. You need Mm. to remember that I have various tasks. So I do need to be on my phone. Mm. But um, the thing I've been struggling with this past couple of weeks is putting the phone away at night. Mm have kind of checked the odd email in bed uh, it, like last night I was working on the laptop mm. my second book and I kept getting a block and then I would check my phone just because it's fun sometimes mm. you're like well, I'll just check or I'll do mm. a quick story or something and then you're like oh no
1: no it's stressful because you you get stuck and mm-hmm. it takes us our brains twenty minutes to go back to what we did before mm-hmm. if we just check it for two seconds. But we usually don't, we tend to check more than that. And I've read this crazy number that we spend if so our the average internet the, or social media habits now. So if we keep this up, it's gonna have we will have spent five years and four months in our life scrolling, you know, using our mobiles. That's what it is. Oh. Like five years and four months is like imagine what you can do in that time oh yeah uh, yeah yeah and that is just assuming that we that we will use it the same amount now but you know if you look at what's happening in the world we might use you know our mobiles even more in the future wow so that's something to think about i i have actually three transformational really small um ideas for cutting down on your Mobile usage uh-huh. um, that I that I'm doing myself and that I could share if you want to. Yeah, that'd be great. <laughs> yes, the first thing I do is that I don't go into Facebook before breakfast. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, that's so important to me. I have to eat and breakfast at least, mm. then I'm allowed on Facebook. Because yeah. there's so much work related now. There's basically only work related content now, and mm. I'm not working before breakfast.
0: Yeah, um, I like that. Yeah, yeah,
1: that and that's very. It's hard in the beginning, but it it's not. It's it's not you don't have to think too much, just don't do it. Mm-hmm. Um the second thing I do is that I put my phone um away for the night at well, it's actually now it's embarrassing because now I'm cheating on that one, but I want to at nine PM mm-hmm. put my alarm clock on mm-hmm. and put that away in my bedroom so that whatever I do at night won't consist of me sitting by my phone at all yeah but the third one is actually the best and that's the easiest one to do and that is to actually just turn off your notifications on your phone because Mm -hmm. sometimes you know you just want to check the time and then you see a thousand notifications from different apps and then you unlock your phone and you go into them and then you get stuck for two hours yeah so i don't have actually any notifications anymore which means that when i check for time it looks like nothing has happened so i don't feel stressed or I don't feel responsible for anything, which means I actively have to unlock my phone to see if something has happened. Mm -hmm. Um, So that is, it takes two seconds to do, to, uh, uh, you know, yeah, so um, disable notifications on your phone.
0: I'm going to get you to show me how to after this.
1: (laughs) I will do that. That is amazing. Because
0: it's, it's the red, uh, that was last night, it was the red boxes and stuff and I something about the colour red a psychological pull there, there is, isn't yeah. it danger must, yeah I, I'm going to take that off mm. the other you know, morning I woke up and I was so tempted just to reach for the phone I mm. said no I just put on a, medita- a morning motivating meditation yeah. and uh, it was really really nice just to reframe the mind for the day mm. and childcare arrived my lovely in-laws and it was pancake day so they brought mm. pancakes and uh, I sat with them for 10 minutes, normally I'm rushing off, but mm. I, I was doing a webinar at half half nine, um, and we sat and had a chat, and my mother-in-law, she said, well, you're in a g- good form this morning, yeah. So, I said, well, maybe that's a meditation, who knows, mm-hmm. Um. but yeah, because it just, even though it was going to be a really busy day, and I was a bit nervous, and a bit, oh, right, get this and mm. that, it just kind of cleared, decluttered my mind for the <laughs> yeah. day.
1: What would have happened if you would have spent those 15 minutes scrolling Twitter? Mm-hmm. You, like, mm-hmm. imagine the difference in your mindset for the day. Yes. It's so different for it, me as well.
0: It really is. And, and Scott tries to put the news on before bed. I mean, he does, and I just leave the room mm. because I'm, I don't want to see that right now, you no. know? No, no thanks. No,
1: I, I listen to a podcast with a um, sleep expert, and he said that whatever we feed our minds with just before going to bed is kind of, it, it, it goes into our dreams. And our, you know, uh-huh. our sleep is for, yeah, you know, you um storing the memories in long-term or short-term memory. It's about coping with the day. So if you fall asleep feeling anxious for the world or for... Yeah, you know what I mentioned before about people, what keeps you up at night. Yeah. That goes into your sleep. Oh, yeah. It's not restorative at all. It's
0: not. It's not at all. So it's being strict and it's having that ritual at night, just reminding yourself, and even for people that really struggle, even if you could start doing it like one night a week and Mm. build it up, Mm. every little bit helps, doesn't
1: it? It does, Yeah
0: fascinating so
1: interesting <laughs>
0: yeah i could talk about this all day um, but we ran over time because i've been so intrigued um and what's your favorite song i'm not going to make you sing because the power of saying no not everyone has to sing but i would like to know your favorite song and why, if you have one?
1: I <laughs> uh, have many favorite songs. Uh, most of them are too weird to sing. I mm-hmm. think so. One of the songs that I really loved this summer was "No Roots" by mm-hmm. Alice Merton. I was abroad. I don't know if it if you could hear it on the radios here in the UK, but they were it was everywhere, and it's about living, you know, freely, not attaching yourself to a spot. I love that yeah. Alice More, Merton.
0: Merton, wow. yeah. No Roots, great. Yeah. I'll check out those lyrics and sing us out in a bit. <laughs> um, it's been amazing, thank you so much for coming. Thank you
1: so much for inviting me.
0: I'm sure so many people will be helped by this and um, keep up the great work.
1: Thank you. Small steps, that's my last advice. Mm-hmm. The, this can seem very overwhelming but the whole point is to just take small steps. Small Move baby small steps. small
0: clutter. Yep, that makes it easier. It's like training for a marathon, just yep. build up slowly. Yep. <laughs> And uh, who knows where you would be this time next year if you keep it up. Okay. No, yeah. peeps. You know, we got this. We got this. Exactly. Right, you've been amazing. Thank you so, so much.
1: Thank you. A thousand times.
0: I've got no roots, but my home was never on the ground. I've got no roots, but my home was never on the ground. I've got no roots. roots. No roots i've got no roots but my home was never on the ground i've got no roots but my home was never on the ground i've got no ooh, ooh, ooh. how's your roots guys my roots and my hair could um really do with a touch-up actually Standing still, but that's like a wish and plan. Ask me where I come from, I'll say a different land. But I've got memories and travel like gypsies in the night. Woo! I can case the numbers and play the guessing game. It's just like place of changes, the rest is still the same. But I've got memories and I like gypsies in the night. Yes, we got this. Singing along guys. Times I've seen this road a thousand times. I got no roots, but my home was never on the ground. Got no roots, but my home was never on the ground. I got no roots. Got no roots. I got no roots, but my home was never on the ground. I got no roots, but my home was never on the ground. I got no roots. I got no roots. Yes. Woo.